stand on our feet and let's dance and praise the Lord today, this morning. Let's enjoy. Never been so free, God in your love for me. I never been so secure, God in your love, Lord. I never been so free, God in your love for me. I never been so secure, knowing how. Hello and welcome to People's Online Service. We are very delighted that you are able to tune in and join us this morning. You are most welcome. First of all, I would like to extend a warm welcome to those who are joining us for the first time. We pray that you will enjoy the service. If you look around the screen, you will see a button that says, I'm new here. Kindly click in there, you'll find a digital card. Please fill in the form. We would like to connect with you and know more about you. The form also helps you to see the kind of services and ministries that we have in the church that you may be interested in joining in future. Secondly, to our regular church at home members, we are very glad that you are joining us today. Please follow our social media platforms 
such as Facebook and Instagram, and share in and help others to know that we are there for them. So you can share in or click our, our pages or like our pages. Today's devotional message is from the book of Isaiah, verses 1 and 2. This is the scripture that's available from our daily inspirational word booklet uh, for the, the date of Monday, the 24th of January. It reads as follows. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and the thick darkness shall cover the people. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. Prophet Isaiah is talking about the Christ, the Messiah, who was to come and bring the light to the world. When Christ is in us, there is no darkness. He brings the light with him into our life. When Christ is there, there is hope, there is life, there is peace in the world. This scripture is confirmed by what Jesus Christ told his disciples when he was giving them a sermon. This is found in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, from verses 14 and 16. It reads as follows. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. Verse 16, in the same way, let your good deeds shine for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. When we look at the city on a hilltop, a house or a city on a hilltop offers greater exposure. You cannot miss it, especially at night when the lights are on. People are able to see it and go to that city or to that house if they need to. So that city, Jesus Christ is saying, it's us, the city that is on the hilltop. It's us. He's not saying we are like the city. He says we are the light. We are the city that is on the hilltop that offers refuge for people. Jesus was encouraging his disciples because he knew that this would be a challenge for them, just as it's a challenge for us today. Jesus himself is the light of all mankind that shines in the darkness. And this light can never be extinguished as it's written in John 1, verses 4 and 5. So how does being a disciple of Christ compare to a city on a hill, you may ask? Well, verse 16 gives us a glimpse of how our actions impact on those around us. Thinking about this, this kind of light demands something from us. It demands that we focus on what Jesus says about us and it, that we may live according to what Jesus says about us. We believe it, we live it. When we live this kind of life, our life removes the darkness and brings hope in the people around us, those who live around us. The light that's in the room benefits all to see. It lightens even all the corners of the room. In the same way, we are not saved to enjoy the kingdom life alone. We are saved to be the light for all to benefit from this light, just like the room that, is, that has the light. So how do I become the light that Jesus says I am? Well, that is possible by sharing the word of God. We are the ones to carry the light in the dark places of the world and in the hearts of many people. Our lives can change lives of those who are around us, in our home, at work, everywhere where we are. We can become a city upon a hill that cannot be hidden. So let get, let's get up, let's arise like prophet Isaiah says. 
Christ is in us, brothers and sisters. We take the light to the world for the glory of his name. Those who see the light will be encouraged and they will thank God and see the glory of, of the Lord and change their ways. Amen and amen. Let's pray. Our Father who is in heaven, blessed be your name, holy God. We thank you for the encouragement that we find in your word. Your word is calling us to live like the light of the world. Our Father God, we cannot do this without your Holy Spirit. We need you to help us and show us the way. We pray that you'll help us not to live for ourselves, but to live for you. We pray that you'll help us to live the life that's pleasing to you, a life that brings light to those around us, a, light, a life that brings glory to your word. The world is in darkness and we need you, O oh God, to help us to fulfill your, your purpose. We pray for this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yourself. Everybody say, Paul. Paul of yourself. We need it to pull of yourself. We need it to pull, Paul of yourself. We need your spirit, Lord. I greet you all in the name of Jesus.
it is that wonderful time again where we have to give into the kingdom of God. Remember that God gives every one of us the seed and sometimes some of us make a mistake. We're given the seed and we eat the seed and therefore we are not able to, to get a harvest. If we're going to get a harvest, we need to plant the seed and not eat the seed. The Bible says in the book of Matthew uh, chapter 6, it says, so do not worry saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear for the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. And verse 33, very, very important, it says, but seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. And I wonder what I want to say to you, uh, brothers and sisters, is that if you take care of God's business, God will take care of your business. Whether it's in your studies, whether it's in uh, your work, whether it's in the business that you are running, if you take care of God's business, God will take care of your business. And remember, at the end of the day, God is the one who created us, and at the end of the day, one day we're going to pass from this earth. And in between, whatever we are doing, the Bible says we must seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto us. So, if you want to prosper in your studies, you want to prosper in your business, you want to prosper in your work, the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom, and then all these other things will be added. So what I'm saying to you, even as we give into the kingdom of God, remember that as you take care of God's business, God will take care of your business. Let's give into the kingdom. May God bless us. And remember, uh, the Bible says in the first book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58, it says we must excel in the work of God, knowing that whatever we do in the work of God is not in vain, is of eternal value. So let's give into the kingdom. May God bless us. Amen. Praise his name.
They say you can't buy experience, but you can get a book that is rich in experience, filled with valuable lessons about different aspects of everyday life. This will stretch your thoughts, stir your passion, and move your will to embrace what God is calling you to become. Get your copy today. Our weekly ministries are resuming this week. Starting off with dawn prayers every Tuesday from 5 to 6 a.m. If you'd like to be part of our dawn prayers, simply send a message to our WhatsApp number. That's on 066-026-0170. On Tuesdays, we also have Reflect from 6.30 until 7.30 p.m. If you are a young adult, kindly join us every Tuesday in the main building. Let's have a godly party and do life together. Refreshments will be provided. Let's come together as a family for our prayer meeting every Wednesday evening, 6 p.m. until 7. On Fridays, we have designed, which is our youth ministry that caters for young people between the grades of 8 and 12. Design takes place every Friday evening from 6.30 to 8.30. Graciously join us for our intercessory prayer every Sunday morning at half past 8. Let's stand in the gap and pray and intercede for all the people and give thanks for them. This will be followed by our main service every Sunday at 9 a.m. Don't forget to follow us on our social media pages. We are available on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube at People's Church PLK. Stay blessed and enjoy the rest of the service. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's time to receive the sermon for the day. So we are going to listen to the word of God brought to us by our guest speaker, who is Pastor Martin Mashaba. Let's welcome him and hear what the Lord has for us. Amen. Good morning, uh, Church of God. It's once more a privilege for me to be here to share the word with you. And uh, we thank God for the time that uh, he has given us and the time in which we can come and uh, celebrate in his presence. Uh, let me also thank the leadership of the church for having entrusted me with this um, time uh, and entrusted me with the pulpit from which I can share what I believe God has placed in my heart and um, above everything we thank God for life we thank God that uh, even in 2022 we are still alive and we are still proclaiming that um, Jesus is Lord this um, morning children of God I want to share with you on a very simple topic I've just simply entitled it in the beginning uh, in the beginning and it is all about uh, the, the beginning so before we go to the word of God let us pray for the word of God that uh, the spirit of God will come and reveal to us what the father wants us to know father as we are opening your word right now we want to thank you for the opportunity that you have given us. We thank you that as your children, we are granted this opportunity to open your word. That word that you said, when it is opened, it brings light. Father, I pray right now that as the word is going to be opened, may it bring light to each one of your people that, Father, you will speak to us at our point of need. For you are the God who knows what we need and you know, Father, how to respond to our needs. Father, we thank you. We open our hearts right now to receive from you and we say, Holy Spirit, speak to us as you have planned to speak to us and that we may enjoy at the table that the Father has prepared for us. In the name of Jesus, Father, we pray. Amen. As I said, today I want to share with you about this simple topic that in the beginning, and I think it is relevant that um, even as we are starting the year like this, we can reflect on what uh, is happening uh, right at the beginning of the year so that we know what is going to be happening or what, how we need to carry ourselves throughout the year. But let me just briefly indicate that um, uh, if along the way I lose you, just remember that the main points that I want to share with you today is that the first thing is that uh, 
God is the creator. God is the God who creates, and that God creates everything, and he creates it to be beautiful. But secondly, that we have got an enemy whom the Bible says he has come to kill, steal, and destroy, and that when the enemy comes, he tries to destroy everything that God has planned and God has created. But thirdly, that in the midst of the destruction that the enemy might bring, the Spirit of God still remains, and because the Spirit of God remains, when the Word of God is spoken, he brings forth the creation, or he brings forth the, the intention that the Word has come for. And as long as the Spirit of God is there and the Word of God is there, we can be sure that what God has planned uh, for our lives, what God has planned, will uh, come to pass. So those are the points that I want to share with you uh, today, and I hope that um, you are going to, 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 uh, to, to follow me. Now, the scripture that we are going to be reading, uh, which is the main scripture for today, it's um, the scripture that we all know, Genesis uh, chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. And in some, uh, uh, when you, re you read it, I like the fact that uh, it just starts by saying, in the beginning, just to tell us that this is how things have always been, and this is how creation has started. If you read it, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the sun face of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So it's important to realize there that it was God who created. And if we know that it was God who created, if we know it was God who created, we know what to expect. If you know a person, you know what type of work is he performing. You know that if this person is not very skilled with his hands, no matter how much he can speak, if they tell you that this was created by so and so, immediately you already start suspecting that there must be something wrong with this, uh, with this object. Uh, similarly, if somebody is good with his hands, even though you have not tested the, pro the product that he has created, but because you know the creator, you can immediately put your trust in that product. And I don't have time to speak about the normal products that we know, that you know that if it's a, it's a German car, this is what you're expecting because you know who created the car. You know that if it's a Japanese car, it's a Chinese car. All those things tell you what type of product to expect. So the same thing here. The Bible says everything that was created was created by God. Now in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 11, it tells us that when God creates, he creates everything to be beautiful. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11 says, he has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end, which means that because we are human beings, we do not understand exactly the nature of product that God has created. We can hear and we can read from the word what it is that he has created, but we are not able to fathom. But the Bible tells us that the products that God has uh, uh, produced, which in, in, in Genesis, it tells us is the heaven and the earth, everything that has been created. The Bible tells us that God has made everything beautiful in its time, which means there, were, there might be a time when you look at uh, uh, the creation and you do not see the, the beauty. But God tells us that everything has been created beautifully in his time. So if God has created things to be beautiful and it's telling us that even from beginning to end, everything that he has created, is beautiful. Why then is it that uh, we don't normally see the, the beauty that um, God has created? If you look in the world and you, without even going very far, you look even at our own lives, you realize that uh, you don't always see the beauty that uh, God has created. What is the problem? Because it means something has happened because we don't see uh, this beauty. But if you, if you go back to uh, uh, Genesis uh, chapter 1 and you look at um, verse 2, what, what, what does it say in, in verse 2? Th that verse 2, if we read it, it says, Now the earth was formless and empty. But, but um, without going into uh, the, the theories around creation and all this, all those things, just looking at what the words that are used in that verse mean. If you look at the word that was used there to say that the earth was, was which means that uh, it's like it has always existed in this way. It says it was formless, uh, but the actual Hebrew word for, for, for was is the word hayeta. Hayeta simply means to fall out, come to pass, become, 
ought to be, which means this thing has not always been like this. It became like this. That is a word, if you read uh, from the Hebrew uh, translations, that, that, that was used there to say the earth was formless. So if you then take that and you read that um, verse again, you can then interpret it um, uh, to, to mean that um, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth became formless and empty, which means something happened. God, who we are told, is a creator of things which are good. And we know that if he's a creator of some, something that is good, when you look at it, you should be able to see that good thing. Now, here we are seeing the earth. The earth is now formless. What happened? What is it that has happened? The thing that has happened is that uh, sin is the one that brings destruction into the world. The enemy, whom the Bible uh, says in John 10, verse 10, that his purpose when he comes into the world and into our lives and into our families and into our churches, his main purpose is to kill, steal, and to destroy. And children of God, most of the times, we are floundering along the way and we wonder why we are not able to move as as far as we are, we are supposed to move, as uh, fast as we are supposed to move, because we forget that we have got an enemy. This enemy is the one who comes to do these things, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And these things we see, they result in God's creation being mad. We see God's creation no longer being beautiful. When you look at the creation, you now see that it has become void. It has become formless. It has, uh, and now there is darkness that is hovering over, over the earth and that is hovering over God's creation. Why, why is that so? Because the enemy has come and he has, when he comes, he comes to bring only destruction and to only bring those things that will, not, that will make people not to see what God has done. Because creation, all of it, Creation, um, uh, yourself and myself included, the intention of, for, for God for creating everything was that in creation, people should see him. In creation, people should see his uh, hidden qualities. When people look at us, when people look at creation, they should be able to see who God is and what God can do. And this is why the enemy comes to destroy, to kill, and to destroy. And you can then take this uh, 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 message uh, that I'm talking about now and apply it to ourselves, to say, even ourselves as, as, as children of God, we are born again. When we were born again, the Bible tells us that um, God created in us new creatures. He made us new people. Uh, in First Peter chapter 1, verse 23, it says, for you have been born again, not of seed, which is perishable, but imperishable, that is through the living and enduring word of God. We'll come to this point a bit later on, but what I want you to see here is that when you get born again, you are born again of a seed, which is not perishable. You cannot destroy this seed. This seed remains in each of the children uh, of God. And that is the seed of the Spirit of God that has come into our lives. Now, if we were to, uh, we, 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 we go back and we, we check uh, what um, the, the, the book of Genesis again says, we have read there that the Spirit of God was hovering over the deep and over the void which was there, which means over this uh, creation that seemed to be mad. The Spirit of God was hovering over it. Even in our lives, the Bible says, once you get born again, once you get born again, God places in each one of us his spirit. As a child of God, this is something you must not forget, that the spirit of God dwells in you. And where do we see this? 2 Corinthians 1, 21 to 22 says, Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing 
what is to come. The reason why we know that there is something much better that God has got in store for us, which we may not even see it, um, is, is, what, is, this, is what this verse is saying. Once you get born again, God puts in you his spirit. And that spirit uh, in the book of Romans chapter 8, it says that that spirit bears witness with our spirits that we are children of God. So the spirit of God comes to encourage us, to remind us that there is something better that is coming. He comes to remind us that we have got a home which cannot be seen with naked eyes. And the Bible also says in this verse that that spirit is the seal that has been put on us which means that when you if you were to look with spiritual eyes over the whole world and you were to look at people those who are children of God would have a seal you would see them by this mark that is on their heads or on their hearts wherever it might be but we know that the seal is there and is the seal of the Holy Spirit and in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 Verse 19, it says, Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, which is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not of your own, or you do not belong to yourself. So the, the Bible tells us that even though we are physical human beings, but the Spirit of God dwells in us. This body, which people can see, is actually housing something which people cannot see. And this something is what I, I, I want to, to look at today. This something, which is the Spirit of God, is the same Spirit who was hovering over the creation or over the earth that had been marred, that had become formless, over which there was no life and it was, there was just darkness. That same Spirit, the, the, the Word of God says, the Spirit has now been placed in us. As children of God. Now, if you uh, again look at, uh, at chapter 2, uh, uh, where we are saying, I mean, verse 2 of, of Genesis 1, where the Bible says, the Spirit of God was hovering over the earth. And you go down, it then says, after it's speaking about the Spirit of God hovering over the earth, it tells you that the Spirit of God was waiting for something to happen. Actually, other translation says, the Spirit of God was brooding over the earth. Those who have seen uh, chicken or uh, who have seen birds when they brood, what it means is that there is an egg and for this egg to bring forth what is hidden in there, you need, it needs to experience warmth. And in birds and chicken, God has put this thing in them that they need to bring that warmth over those eggs so that at the correct time, that uh, thing that is hidden in, in those eggs can come out. So the chicken or the, uh, the bird broods over the, uh, uh, the eggs. It's the same word that is used here to say the Spirit of God was hovering. I know that other uh, uh, translation says he was fluttering or he was moving, but I like this one of saying that he was brooding because he was not moving. He was uh, uh, moving as in he was not leaving the earth. He was covering the earth and he was brooding over it. Now, what was he brooding over the earth for? What was he waiting for? And as long as this thing that he was waiting for did not happen, nothing happened. Which means that he was there, but if you looked at the earth, you still would not see anything. If you looked at the earth, you still see darkness, you still see the earth that was formless. And uh, people, if we were people and we were standing outside and looking at the, at the earth that was without form, what it would tell us is that, Nothing is happening here. But if we could see with the eye of the Spirit, we would see the Spirit brooding over, over the earth. And if we understood that the Spirit was brooding over the earth, then we would know something is going to happen. For you cannot have brooding happening and nothing happens. The only time when brooding does not bring forth the, 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 the chicken or the, uh, the food that was expected is if the chicken leaves the eggs and starts doing other things and uh, does not come back to brood over it. That is the only time when brooding does not bring uh, forth the fruit. So in this case, we are not told that the Holy Spirit left. We are told that he was over the earth. So if you could see, you could stand at a distance and watch the earth, you would say, 
Spirit of God is brooding. Something is about to happen. What was this thing that was supposed to happen and that brought a difference? And if you read Genesis chapter 1 and you go down, you see that from verse 3, it then says, and God said. From verse 3 downwards, it's speaking about creation. God started, started creating. Now, when he started creating. When he spoke, the spirit of God who was over the earth then brought forth that thing that was spoken by God. And I wish as children of God we can understand this mystery, that the word of God is a seed. We know that that is what Christ has said. Christ said, the seed, when he was speaking about the sower who went out to, to sow seed, he says, the seed is the word of God. The word of God is a seed, but for the seed to bring forth what it is meant to bring forth, it, we know that it must fall into proper ground um, and that there must not be any hindrances for the seed to grow, but that the atmosphere must be correct, the atmosphere must be right, and there must be rain or water that falls on that seed. And when it does, when the water falls on the seed, then the seed will germinate. If water falls on the seed, the ground is correct. I mean, water falls on the ground. The ground is correct, but there is no seed. That water will not do anything. The water needs to find the seed so that the seed can then bring forth what God, uh, what the seed was, was intended to do. The same thing, the word of God as a seed, it needs, the word needs the Holy Spirit. It needs the Holy Spirit to water it so that it can bring forth uh, the, uh, the, 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 the thing that it was, uh, it was meant uh, to, to bring forth. And for, for us, we know that when you read John 1, verse, uh, uh, chapter 1, verse 1 uh, to 5, uh, you, you, you read there, I will not go over it, but you, you, you know that it says that uh, in the beginning was the word, which means at the time when creation started, the word was there, because there can be no creation without the word. God works by his word. So at the beginning, at the beginning, and it's the beginning of the year, at the beginning, there must be the word. There has to be the word, for the word is the one that creates everything. And it says that nothing in, in John chapter 1, nothing was created except that which was created by the word. So the word of God is the one that was there, and the word of God is the one that brings forth creation. Each one of us as children of God, we are born again because God spoke the word. We heard the word and by hearing the word, the spirit of God brought forth this creation that we now see. As children of God, we are a new creature or we are new creatures. We became new the day we heard the word of God. When we heard the word of God and we responded to it, on that day, God brought forth that new creation. Now, where, where, where does this link in? It's what I said a bit earlier on, that when God created you as a child of God, he created something beautiful. When you got born again, in the heavenlies it was known. The old has gone, that old uh, self that was um, uh, 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 not, 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 not um, uh, attractive in any way, it's gone. And it's important for us to, re to remember, children of God, that when we speak about being born again, we are not talking about a transformation. We are talking about new things, which means this thing has never been there before. And why is it important? It's important so that you understand why we say that God creates something good. If something is happening in my life, it does not mean that as a child of God, I was born crippled spiritually. No, each one of us, when we got born again, we got born again perfect. There was no one who was born again, already a prophet or already a great man of God. Each one of us were born again exactly of the same incorruptible seed and we became perfect. Ecclesiastes uh, the, the, chapter 3 that we read, what, what did it say? When God creates, he creates something beautiful and it says from beginning to end, people may not understand it. People may not see what it is that God has created. But when God looks at a person who's born again, he sees somebody who is beautiful. He already sees beyond what we can see. We may just see somebody who is a baby in the Lord, but 
as far as God is concerned, the Bible tells us he already sees you as a mighty evangelist, as a mighty prophet, as a, as, as a mighty minister, or whatever God has placed in you to become. That is what God already sees because it's beautiful. Even if something has happened, because what then happens most of the times is that as people, we then become disobedient. Some of us, after we get born again, we think that we have become what we have become because we were more intelligent or because we were able to understand the Bible and we start thinking that we can live the Christian life by how we think. Let me assure you, Christians, once you start trying to live the Christian life as if it's an academic exercise, it's something that you can uh, understand just by reading, then you are going to find yourself in serious trouble. Because even at the beginning, when we got born again, we did not understand this thing. We didn't know what we were getting into. The only thing we knew was that our uh, consciences used to tell us that we are sinners and that if we don't repent, we are going to hell. We heard the word, we raised our hands, we accepted the message of the cross, and when it came into our lives, it changed us. What is required from then onwards is that moving forward, we need to walk in step with the Holy Spirit because as long as we walk together with him, he is the one who's able to make that word of God to bring forth fruit in our lives. But then most of us, after we, we get born again, we along the way become a, a disobedient. Once we open the door for the enemy, he comes to do what we said. He comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. And this thing has happened in our lives as individuals. It has happened in the lives of many churches. There are many churches that started out well. There is no church that has started out on the foundation that Christ has laid that is meant to just be another church and to just exist. The reason why most of our churches are just there and we are not making an impact is because down the line, we probably forgot what it is that has made us to be where we are, which is the word of God, together with the Holy Spirit. Down the line, we start forgetting and we start concentrating on our good programs, on, on our good projects and what we can do. And once we do that, then the Holy Spirit is not able to, to work. Why am I saying that? The Holy Spirit only works when the, the, the Word of God is spoken. When the Word of God is spoken, the Holy Spirit will, will work. And He works only where the, the, the Word of God is. And this is why when you read in Psalm 1 verse 1 to 3, where the Bible talks about a person who is fortunate, just reading the, the first verse, it says, Blessed is the person who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, Blessed, if you look at that word, blessed, some, some translations, especially those who might be having the amplified translation, it says that that word blessed means um, uh, happy, much to be envied. Uh, a, a person who should, who should be envied is somebody who walks by the word of God. Why should this person be envied? And, and it even says that uh, this person is fortunate. Why should this person be envied? It's because in him, he is um, he's having the very thing that the Holy Spirit, who is the creative power of God, needs in order for him to create. And once the word of God is in your life, you've got something that the, way the spirit of God can use to bring forth the creation. And therefore, we can say, as we are concluding, that um, uh, we can say those who are fortunate amongst ourselves, those that we must envy, are those people who will choose to walk by the word of God. As you start this year, do not start it with... Um, uh, just walking by what people are saying, as, um, uh, as someone is saying. Don't walk by the counsel of people. Seek the word of God first. Let the word of God be the first thing in your life. Why? Because as a child of God, you already have the spirit of God hovering over you. He is waiting for the, 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 the word of God to come into your life. As you open your heart, as you open your heart and you receive uh, the, the word of God, the spirit of God is able to work and to do great things in your life. Let me assure you that there are great things that are waiting for you. There are great things that God has already planned for you. Those things are hidden in the word of God. Those things are hidden in his word. And it's waiting. Those things are waiting for us to uh, be able to access them. 
Make it a decision this year that you are going to live by the word of God. Once you make that decision that you live by the word of God, I can assure you the Holy Spirit that is already uh, in our hearts, he is already in our hearts, he is already in this church. He is the one who will then come and activate that word and make it to uh, bring forth the good thing that God has planned for your life and the good thing that God has planned for, for this church. And may the Almighty help us that we have that thirst. The thirst that we have, it should be for the word of God. Remember that the spirit of God does not work according to and he does not respond to the ideas of men. He only responds to the word of God. And that is why when he is in us, the Bible says he longs for, for, for that word of God. That is why most uh, all of us who are born again, we have this thirst for the, for the word of God, to hear the word of God spoken. Why? is the spirit of God who is in us and he wants to work. But he cannot work just because he heard so and so speaking. He is waiting for the uh, word of God to be spoken. He is waiting for you to spend time with God in his way. And as you do that, he is going to uh, start moving. And I therefore pray that uh, as we are starting this year, may the Almighty help us that our, our quest and our desire and our zeal should be for the word of God. And I'm going to pray right now for each one of us. Let us um, uh, uh, pray and as we commit ourselves that we are going to live by the word of God and nothing else. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will stretch out your hand right now over each one of your people. Father, you know that it, what it is that you have planned for our lives, we, we make a decision this day that, Father, we are going to live and to walk according to your word, according to your revealed word, for that word is the one that you are using, Father, to bring forth the good thing that you have planned for us. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you and we bless your holy name. We pray the Holy Spirit will continue to talk to us and to teach us the mysteries of your word. In the name of Jesus, Father, we pray and Lord, we thank you. We bless your name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.